Hey, this week's episode features Andrew Moore. He's known as Chili Pepper in the gloom with his F3 brothers. He happens to be the international expansion queue for F3. We're going to talk about that and many other things. He gets to tell his story, like being born in Chile to missionary parents, meeting his wife, being a part of the F3 Suncoast from the very beginning when only three guys showed up. Now they got huge region, all kinds of AOs. He led the Grow Ruck, eight, number 18, down in Sarasota. He's been involved in a lot of these things. He's a man that's trying to follow God, improve his fitness every day, take care of his M and his kids, and have an impact across the world. Welcome to the High Impact Man Podcast. High Impact Men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Yeah, here we go with another episode. Uh, Nevin Gorky here. I'm your host, known as DFib in the Gloom, to my F3 brothers. I'm joined by my co-host, Troy Klinger, known as Dial Up. And uh, we're going to bring a guest on today that's got some really cool things to tell us about. He hasn't told me yet, but I've read his bio, and I know him a little bit. But he does play a role in, in the nation, in F3 Nation, and that is international expansion queue. So we're really going to get into you know, that stuff, but we're going to hear his story, because that's why we bring guys on here, to tell their story to inspire and encourage and motivate other guys to be more virtuous leaders. And uh, the little bit of time when I've, you all know this story by now, if you listen to our podcast, I first started F3, what became to be known, came to be known as the F3 Suncoast region. Um, when uh, six years ago, I think it was six years ago, uh, shortly after they started, but our, our guest chili pepper, he was already there doing burpees during, during the name Arama. I, you know, and I, I had a hard time just doing the burpees during the workout and he's, <laughs> he's dropping down to burpees in the name Arama. But anyway, his real name is Andrew Moore, uh, known as chili pepper. And, uh, we're going to hear his story. So dial up. That's the one thing you noticed about him, right? On the videos. You're doing burpees during the name of Rama. Yeah, that was the first thing I had to ask whenever you pulled me into a text string with, with him and Bing and, and yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to ask. Are you, are you the chili pepper that does the burpees during the name of Rama? And you are the one and only. So. That's that crazy man. Chili, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, nice to see you guys, Defib Dialup and Spielberg. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me on and uh, salute to the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Salute away. Um, entering 2023, we're going to find out what plans that uh, you got for the, the international uh, F3 hey. stuff uh, coming up for this year. But uh, let's we'll, we'll start by the usual stuff. You know, how did you get involved with F3? Who EH'd you and how'd you get your name? Sure. So um, thanks to a little app called Nextdoor, I saw this weird message from a guy uh, that, you know, the guys were working, you know, they had a free men's workout Saturday mornings early. Um, a little skeptical, but uh, and said go for it. So I went, showed up. I think it was the third workout. Um, just three guys. Uh, it was Bing at the other end of that uh, text. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I guess you could say Bing aced me, though he was not there at the first beatdown. Oh, he wasn't. Um, oh, all right. He was not. But uh, worked out. I know. Um, recall uh, packs here uh, led the beatdown, and it was just uh, four of us. Who were the other guys? Do you remember? I know Drake was there, and there was somebody else. I think it was Rock, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. yeah. What's What's the Next Door app? I've never heard of that before. It's kind of like Tinder, but you know, <laughs> no, it's it's a community type uh, app that um, you can sign up and you kind of 
communicate with neighborhoods in your area. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of it. You haven't it's, heard of it? I've heard of something technical. Uh, you, you haven't. Yeah, I just I haven't heard of that. I'm going to write this day down on the calendar. There you go. If I had a calendar, I'd do it. I'll have to check it out. Sounds like a good recruiting tool. Yeah, next door app. Yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. yeah, why haven't we done that? I, I don't know. That's why I was curious. Goodness. Beach ball, when you listen to this, get on it, man. Yeah, let's go. Beach ball is our expansion queue here. You're laid up region, with a busted so. foot for a while here. You got something to do now. Yeah, right. <laughs> the next door app. All right. Well, yep. yeah. How'd you get chili anyway, pepper? Well, uh, thanks to Drake. I, you know, they told me obviously to tell, tell themselves a little bit about myself. I mentioned I was born in Chile. And that in a red shirt I was wearing, I guess that added up to chili pepper. So yeah, that's uh, not, that's awesome. Nothing fancy or intricate, um, but as far as I know, I'm the only chili pepper in the nation. Um, I don't know of any do. others. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard of any yet. So that's good. Huh. Maybe we'll start a trend. There'll be like ghost pepper, banana pepper. Well, he is the chili uh, pepper. Though, I know right? we got to get other peppers. Yeah. Right, we get a whole family peppers. of peppers. Yeah. Well, actually, my 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 oldest is uh, pepperoncini, there you which go. is yeah, uh, chili pepper, and and, uh, and also my youngest son is sweet pepper, right. and my daughter is bella pepper, and my wife, my I have another daughter that hasn't posted yet. And my wife, whenever she posts, I'm going to make sure that she gets named uh, red hot. <laughs> uh, I was thinking sweet pepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, he already has a sweet pepper. Oh, that's yeah. Pepper. My 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 youngest oh, son is. Oh, sweet I pepper. missed that. Yeah. I missed. Oh, that's bad. all right. Now you're and, getting, and you're my, my dementia. My dad yeah, I'm is, getting your dementia. Short term memory. My dad's chili papa. So, oh, yeah. that's good. Oh, I like that chili, chili papa. Chili family. So. Yeah. Oh, so, very nice. So, how I, how did the burpee thing start then in the name of Rama? I'm really trying to remember when that happened, but I I always kind of pushed the guys a lot, and so I made them do a lot of burpees, um, and just you know some guys have little call signs, and I said, hey, what the heck? So it's been years since I've been doing a burpee in name of Rama. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm pretty sure you were doing that when I first posted. And I, I didn't post yeah. too much yeah, after the, the first beatdown. Um, and we had like 30, 31 guys there or something like that because it grew so fast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we, um, Drake actually made some uh, uh, hookups with one of the local churches and made it as a, uh, a small, small group. group. Yeah, I was a part of yeah, that. And it's, it blew up. It blew up, definitely. That And that was shortly after we started so. yeah and that's i didn't that's not how i learned about f3 but my wife and i started attending bayside that's the church i believe in yeah yeah and so yeah i was part of that because it was you don't know this but at the at every uh the beginning of the workouts we would show up and anybody there from bayside to get credit for being a small group people went and signed your name so you, you could keep track of how many guys from the church were showing up at, for that small group ah yeah pretty cool drake gave me my name we're like we're like brothers, yeah. and then he gave it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're you're the original defense. That's right. I'm the old one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, like I'm reading your bio here, and I, there's some things I didn't know about you. So this is pretty interesting. I think. I hope yeah. the rest of the listeners will think it's interesting because I sure do. But you were born in. Huh. Let me get if, if I say this right. Tumuco, Chile. Yeah, Tumuco, Chile. Tumuco, in the southern Chile. part of Chile. Yeah. So, um, because your parents were missionaries, right? That's right. Who were they missionaries with? Uh, the Methodist Church. Uh, total of forty-three years. Wow. Uh, doing mission work, uh, mainly in Chile. Though my my mom did short term in Africa and Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, while my dad was actually in Chile, and they well make it make it interesting. My dad was born in California. My mom was born in Nebraska, and they met in New York. All right, and that totally makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but. 
But yeah, they met New York uh, while my dad was back in um, um, in the states, and then they got hitched and went back to Chile. Wow, that's cool. So, at uh, how long were you there in Chile? Well, on and off, but more or less. I mean, I did some of my. Uh, I think I did like third and fourth grade, some kindergarten, and then we came back, and then we went back and forth, and I did all my high school in Iquique, which is the northern part of Chile. So what was that like? Um, I mean, it was, I never, it was interesting, but I never really identified my, like here I identify more as a Chilean than a gringo. Uh-huh. But over there, obviously I was the, I was a gringo versus a Chilean, but so I have, I just want to say I'm, I'm the better part of both. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. But it was, it was cool. I mean, great, great friendships, um, especially in, in high school and you know, were right on the beach. It's, desert but we're right on the coast so it was you know after school always at the beach and um did some sports a lot of i took up a lot of quite a bit of running on the beach and some other stuff but um some some surfing in there too so it was it was it was quite enjoyable i must say well that's cool well, good, is it Spa- spanish the language down there yeah spanish yeah so i guess you could speak that really well yeah uh, fluent spanish uh, i imported my wife from chile um, so we speak Spanish at the house with the kids. Oh, what, was your wife Spanish. Chilean? I'm sorry. Is your wife Chilean? Yeah, she is. She's oh. uh, awesome. I uh, love my M. And uh, yeah, she was born in Santiago. Um, I actually, I did my some of my college up here after finishing up in high school, um, and then I went back. Well, I meandered here a little bit. Actually, was in Florida for like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prayed a lot, and I got laid off from my job, so that was kind of the hint that I should go back to Chile. So I did. Uh, started up a little business. Ended up moving to Santiago for some uh, some uh, training, um, certification and stuff, and, and, and some of IT stuff. And that I had previously seen my wife at a at a youth conference um, in Iquique, but we just you know met. But I went down to Santiago and I saw her again, and that. That's what uh, we clicked, and that's uh, how I met her. So that and four kids later. Yep, nice. a few thousand miles, a little bit of baggage, All right. wear and tear. But I'm so still she's going. Uh, she's got family down there. So you visit down there frequently? I haven't gone back for a while, but it's like my mother-in-law just left. Thank goodness. <laughs> and uh, my uh, sister-in-law is coming up at the end of the month, so we're always having. Right, yeah, kind of Disney and that stuff kind of is a little bit of a, a attraction for sure. people to come visit. But right, uh, yeah, and you, um, oh man, where did I miss it? I know I, I saw it. Where do you live? Uh, Sarasota or Bradenton, actually, but in between Sarasota and Tampa. Yeah, well, I lived um, in Bradenton. I lived Lakewood in Lakewood Ranch, Ranch but yeah. I thought I thought it was. A, I thought you lived in the town over. Okay, yeah, so it's about two hours to Disney. I I drove that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of drive, but it's it's yeah. fun. I'll tell you, the perspective is so, so different. You know, here if I have to drive two hours for somewhere, I like forget it. It better be <laughs> better be really good. But you know, down there, I wake up on a Saturday morning, and my wife and I look at it. What do you want to do today? Well, I don't know they're having a wine and cheese festival at Epcot. Let's go. Okay, Pshoom. you know, we're gone out the door. So, did you ever go to Texas? Did I ever go to Texas? I've been in Texas twice. Texas, but I didn't Texas, like, hey, you want to go out for dinner? Where are we going to go? All oh, this little restaurant. Yeah, it's, oh, right. it's just down the it's just down the roadways. <laughs> yeah, and an hour and a half later, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Wow, you, and you so you lived in a lot of places. You were in uh, Nebraska and Illinois and uh, Tampa. You're in Sarasota now. You were in Georgia. You're all over the map. Yeah, 
Well, not not terrible, but yeah, we did our my parents' home base was in Nebraska just because we had family there. So like, anytime we came back to the states, um, we you know we went to see family, and then my parents had to itinerate around the U.S. for all the supporting churches. Right. So I've probably been in almost every state at some point or other, except Alaska and Hawaii, which mm. you know uh, on the checklist, but not quite there yet. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, are your parents still around? Do they live near you? Yeah, no, well, they're actually in California. Okay. Um, but no, they're they're still going. Um, uh, my dad's eighty nine. My mom is a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. I won't disclose her her age because <laughs> she'll probably kill me when she listens to this. Yeah, don't. Do but that. Um, no, they're still going strong. Um, you know, I get a lot of my hard headedness and perseverance from my dad, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, he at eighty nine for Thanksgiving. He 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 works out three. He does weights three times a week. Uh, plays tennis twice a week, uh, does some other activities, and uh, he race walks. So he did a 5K uh, for Thanksgiving, despite having some heart issues, but the doctors gave him a thumbs up, so he did it. Wow. Um, awesome. So I have a lot to uh, live up to. Yeah, we got some nice. good genetics yeah. there, man. Good genetics. Yeah. He's setting the bar high. And standard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a standard. But, uh, Is he, but, he's yeah, not doing, doing burpees, great. though, huh? He's not dropping down to do burpees, is he? Well, actually, he, last time he was here, he was doing merkins and squats, and he kept. I I thought, you know, Dad, just you know, take it easy. You know, mm-hmm. Shamwell is another older pack series. He said, I'll just you know, hang out with Shamwell, and right, uh, nope, but he didn't. He he kept up with uh, us with for a while. I mean, I think he did like three or four rounds, and then he he started walking around and doing some other stuff. But, right. Yeah. Shamwell is Bing's dad, right? Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Yeah, that's great. So now you guys, uh, you describe yourselves as a Christian. You love Jesus, Methodist by birth, and you continue to work doing missions with youth, with couples, and uh, and that you and your, your M have a heart for missions. So uh, yeah. tell me about your faith. Tell me what you've been doing uh, in regard to missions. Well, I mean, I grew up in the church. You know, sometimes Methodist or uh, missionary kids get a bad rap, but I think I didn't do too bad. Um, but uh, definitely um, my M and I have have that heart for serving for missions. Um, been on multiple, a few mission trips. I've been on a few mission trips with youth, which are a blast. Um, and I always recommend that, especially for, for kids these days that just don't know what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now um, we're, we're trying to uh, set up some additional uh, aid and, and a few things in our new church with Cuba at least that's a plan. Uh, we, we have an ongoing relationship with one of the churches that when we were down there, we made really good friendships and we continue to help support them financially a little bit on our, you know, on our own, but mm-hmm. we want to do a little bit more than that. And that requires a community. Right. Um, but uh, when right now uh, my M and I lead a couples group, we've been doing that for about six months, I think. And it's been, you know, pretty small, but really good. And, uh, really, I think it's really changed uh, our lives because we have to prepare for that, and so we get to spend time together um, working on that. But also, you know, everybody that participates. Right, that's uh, pretty. I was really surprised when you said you're involved with Cuba because, um, how how easy to get is it to get in and out of there? I didn't know it was. Well, open right now, there. right now they're just opening up. I mean, there's commercial flights available now. Okay, they're still a little bit on the pricey side, but um, pre-pandemic. You know, you could fly down for a few hundred bucks, right? Um, and 
right now, I mean, during the pandemic was, you know, you couldn't ship anything, you couldn't fly down, you can pretty much do anything. So uh, the only thing we could do is recharge our cell phones from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can use that as kind of a currency to buy things. But um, yeah, it's, it's been challenging, but uh, we, we still want to, you know, keep going. We're trying to plan to go in uh, March uh, for a week or so and take, we have, I probably have like 10 or boxes of things like school supplies and things that we ended up having on hand that we were never able to ship because of, of the, of COVID and the lockdown. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's plenty to do. Um, and, um, I, I, I've been in conversations with a few other nonprofits, um, which I can mention later, but, uh, that do some work in Cuba. So we're trying to coordinate things, um, try to help as much as we can. Cause it's, I mean, it's bad. I mean, uh, I mean, outside of the U S a lot of people don't realize, you know, what, you know, well, like my wife says, it's for when you don't have shoes right. um, and you, you don't know if you're going to eat tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did learn from the, well, at least our, our brothers and sisters in Cuba and the church is that, you know, they really rely on God. Yeah. Um, they really got church down. Um, something that we can definitely learn from here. Um, just that, that constant communication. I mean, they have church services every day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really committed and I mean, I guess the situation kind of forces it a little bit because you don't know, you know, what you're going to eat tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's much less distractions, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. No yeah. television, no internet, no, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, then there, it's opening up a little bit. I mean, we can communicate, you know, like WhatsApp and send emails and such. Um, so it's not as restricted as it used to be. Mm. Um, they have free internet, like at uh, certain places around town. Um, but it's still it's still very hand heavy, and you know they don't really the, the pri- prices of things are are crazy expensive. Um, so it's 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 hard. So yeah. anything we can do to help them out is, goes a long way. Yeah, I have a nephew stationed down there with the Marines right now, and that's some of the stories he's he's shared. It's like, whoo, wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we know people that have passed away just because. I mean, it could have been cured by an over-counter, over-the-counter medic- medication. Yep. Uh, but they just, you know, they have good doctors, but they don't have medication. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Man. We're not going to get into socioeconomic government yeah. stuff. But, you know, <laughs> but they need help. There's like a, many other places around the world. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's one example after another of how, yeah. what socialism does. But, yeah. Right. So we, so, we are truly blessed. Truly, yeah, we truly are. My neighbor, when I lived in Lakewood Ranch, um, Jose, he he was born and grew up in Cuba. Um, he's older than me, so he's around seventy, something like that. Um, great guy. He and his wife Kathy, but Kathy was from Maryland. But uh, but he he had to escape. He had a defect. He snuck away on a boat yeah. and made it to America. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's probably well in the further south you go toward Miami, obviously a whole lot of Cuban expatriates. Yeah. Is that the right way yeah. to say it? Oh yeah. 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 Be able to speak Spanish probably serves you well in Bradenton too. I don't use it that often, but it's kind of funny sometimes, uh, you know, since I look like a gringo, um, <laughs> people start speaking Spanish and I can understand everything. So, you know. Right, right. My dad has some good stories, but I, that, those probably take too long. So That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, so sorry to take us back just a little bit, but I was curious when you were talking about growing up, you know, as a missionary kid, um, what, what was your primary language? So so what, like when you were just, when it was just you and mom and dad at the house, like, did you guys speak English or did you speak Spanish? Well, I have uh, one sister and two older brothers, but 
Uh, they're all older than I am. Um, but yeah, at home we spoke English and Chile, but here in the States we spoke Spanish at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, at, at school I would speak English or Spanish depending where I was. Yeah. Um, do you ever so mix a sentence up, you know, start in English and in Spanish or, <laughs> you know, you ever do that? No, but I mean, it is, you know, since I grew up speaking both, I don't really have to translate. Right. Um, you know, it's all, you know, automatic. Um, but, you know, one, once in a blue moon, I'll start speaking English or mm. I'm told if, if I drink a little bit too much, which hasn't happened in a while, but I spark, I, I do speak in English. So that might be my first language. I don't know. Yeah, what are you thinking? <laughs> You're thinking thoughts. Are they in English or Spanish? Well, right, right now, probably English because I'm talking. I, English. That's you know usually what I speak, but yeah. we do speak in Spanish here at home. So, wow, um, that's crazy. When you dream, is the language being spoken <laughs> in English or Spanish? <laughs> we could like keep going with this. Yeah, I know. We mix up our languages in our count off. If you think about it, don't we mess right? it up? Yeah, because we always start off doing it in Spanish, and there's always that one well, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something I started just <laughs> on a whim, just being stupid, doing our count, counterama, count off. You know, I just said my number in Spanish, and uh, that's caught on. Although some guys refuse to do it, yeah. <laughs> they just aren't. They're not. I'm not speaking Spanish. Usually, everybody's good. Usually, till we get to like six or seven, and right. they're like, I don't know what six or seven is in Spanish, and so yeah. that yeah, ends yeah. it. And then we finish. In so Spanish. we're trying down here, Chile. You're up here. You know, we're trying, trying to we're get trying, a multilingual. Yeah, you know? I'm doing my best. Bilingual. Well, yeah. <laughs> keep trying, keep trying. I gotta throw a curve and start saying German or something. Although I have to learn it first. I ain't zwei dry. I'm done there. Yeah, I have no I idea. Got, I could be, be one, two, or three, and I could do it. I'll be that guy that takes us back to English if you do it. In German. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for sports. I mean, you said you did some surfing and running on the beach, but you said you had to play some soccer. Of course, you have to do that in South America. Did right? you play soccer? Or did you play football? Well, I was. I try. I played a little bit of everything. I was really never good at any specific sport. I'm uh, not very coordinated to play soccer. I played some goalie. Um, though I did uh, help uh, coach some soccer here in the States for one of my, my for my kids. But, um, but you know, not anything that really stuck. I did some martial arts for a while. But after, since I was the biggest kid, and that was when I was like 15, I usually always sparred with my sensei, and he used to beat the, uh, <laughs> you know, beat me up pretty bad. And so after a few bloody noses and stuff, I started lifting weights, which I really cut on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I started really pushing that and running and just you know, just generally, you know, trying to keep fit. Yeah. Um, but no, I never really did, you know, did some spinning, some kickboxing. Uh, so a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Martial, um, martial arts. He must have been in Cobra Kai as uh, <laughs> Sensei was beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was a good experience, though. I can't can't complain. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, I remember one time I, you know, it, so we could hit with anything below the, you know, like uh, prison rules, I guess, below the head. Uh-huh. And I know one, one time I I whacked him with the right uh, hook, and uh, he wasn't too happy. So right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what happened after that. But um, I learned my lesson. Won't do that again. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, you're fighting, you know, when you're fighting, it's, you're fighting. That's so right. It's hard to pull back. There sometimes. are no rules. Yeah. All right. I see so you lifted a lot. Did you do any competitive lifting? You say you've been lifting since you were 16. No, no, just for fun. Um, I had, you know, like or our, our trainer at the gym or got it kind of took us under his wing. He was crazy for legs. So we did a lot of legs, um, but never competitive. I've, I've always been at Clydesdale. Um, I would, I remember one summer really, 
friend of mine and I really went after it and tried to, you know, lose some weight and he got all ripped and I pretty much, I gained some muscle, but didn't really yeah. lose. Like, you know, so I've always been heavy set, you know, Clydesdale type, type guy, but yeah, really, what do, you, just, what do you weigh? Cause you don't, you don't look like a Clydesdale. I I'm six three and right now I'm at two and nine. Well, that's, I, I've been cutting some a little bit. That's um, not very heavy for six. Yeah, that's pretty lean yeah. for six three. Yeah. I'm six foot and I got you beat by, uh, Five five pounds, right pounds. Now. Yeah, five five, just five right now. <laughs> I'm 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 trending down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know that queen is elusive, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but when, the more I lift, I I gain more weight. I have a hard time losing weight, and I I, I think I do eat more, but but I'm I'm not just gaining muscle. Believe me, when I slip, and I'm saying I gain, I I you know I gain weight. It's fat. I mean, I gain a little muscle, but but if I'm running, that's when I lose weight. If I if yeah. I'm running at least fifteen miles a week. Which isn't that much, but then, then for I could still eat more, but then I start losing weight. It's just crazy. Now I'm stuck because I can't run at the moment, so I'm just hitting the weights in my my basement gym here, I'm doing a whole lot of Merkins. But uh, yeah. so I've been really strict with my queen for a week. Good job. So far, so good, yeah. brother. Yeah. Well, I've always been kind of into like functional fitness. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of crazy, but like one of the things I did is is. During my F3 progression, I, I helped uh, after queuing. I was the local site queue for the our Grow Rock 18 yeah. in, uh, in 2021. And then I actually helped Gold Rush um, coordinate things because um, I think 18 was the first time we did it without by ourselves, without uh, any help from Grow Rock. Mm-hmm. And I had never done a, a, a GTE, so I didn't know what that guy was doing. Uh, so it was a, it was definitely an adventure and I, and, and I was asked to help gold rush, uh, get theirs kind of going, but I mean, they did awesome. I mean, Conair, he did, he did great in the whole team. Um, but when I felt bad cause I couldn't go because of scheduling. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I promised myself I'd start doing two workouts a week, regular beat downs with the ruck on. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that ever since. Wow. Um, how much weight and, do you carry? Uh, right. Well, Usually fifty. Right now, I I had to send my grow rock to get repaired in September, and they ended up sending sending me a new one because it was so messed up. Um, so kudos to uh, grow rock for for that. Um, but um, I'm at I started at thirty, and now I'm, I'm slowly increasing it back because I was out for like a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, without that uh, strain. Um, but and then on. Wednesdays with my shield lock, we rock, and then we I usually do the beat down with my rock. And then Fridays, we actually, a few of us, uh, kudos to Sir Wallace. He's always out there with me doing stupid stuff, but uh, we get together at 4.30 and do a sandbag workout before the our 5.15 workout mm-hmm. um, at Sad Clown. So, um, so I try to, you know, I like functional fitness, so we do, you know, a lot of sandbag work and then the regular beat down and uh, – I can try, try to keep it fun and you know mix it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's that's I I, I can attest uh, for being down there short time it was I could attest that uh, uh, chili pepper is fit. Okay, the limb fully yeah. when he says he's a Clydesdale, he is fit. Yeah, all right. I try. Yeah, t- tell me if I'm wrong, but I when I was down there again, it was a long time ago now. But when I was down there, it seemed I is it my imagination or do we have a few guys in the packs that were like sort of professional endurance athletes? Well, we had some younger guys that were were good. Yeah, um, 
like like getting sponsors and stuff to do whatever triathlons or whatever they were doing. But I just seem to remember that it's a lot of. I was really unfit down there. It was right after. Well, anyway, I'm a little. I'm better. I'm <laughs> better now than I was then. But uh, but man, there are a lot of fit guys down there. Yeah, we. I mean, and there's a big. I mean, there's a lot of runners. Yeah, I mean, we have several that you know, like Pincher. You know, kudos to him. He just he did a um, Ironman, um, just a few like a month ago. But we have a lot of runners. I'm not a, I'm not much of a runner. I used to run a lot, but I kind of messed up my ankle at some point. So mm-hmm. I'll run it, but then afterwards I can't. You know, it, it, I have issues and it's just painful. So it's not kind of a you know not worth running. Unless, I mean, I've done a few um, relay races and some other stuff like that with the guys, but yeah, I don't run as much as I probably could, or I'd, I'd like to run more, but it just, it's, it's a problem. So I, I keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I, you know, I, I have some recent issues now that I can't run. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I'm like, boy, you don't know how much you miss it until you can't do it. Yes. I never feel good running. It always hurts. I never really look forward to it, but I want to do it and I'm really happy afterward. And, but you know, it's, you don't miss something until you absolutely can't do it. You know, it's kind of stinky. All right. Tell us about that. Tell us about the, by the way, if, if you're getting your, your go ruck rucksack repaired and it's so beat up that they, they have to replace it. You're using that thing a lot because those things are built so well, right? Well, yeah. Except mine, I like just like <laughs> laid mine down and it tipped over in the asphalt one time and broke the clip, the chest strap clip. Yeah, a Gorex. I was oh. yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, but I I need to reach I, out to him and get it replaced. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I replaced mine a few times already. But yeah, oh well. I was All like, right. wow, that really broke pretty easy. But this episode of the High Impact Man Podcast brought to you by not, Goruck. Not the not the bus on Goruck, but <laughs> right. uh, other than that though, it's a it is a massively yeah. great product. Yeah, so I want you to tell me oh, about yeah. about the GTE that you queued in Sarasota. I remember all, all the hype for it. I yeah. saw the videos and stuff. You know, tell me about that experience. But for those who don't know, sorry, a GTE is a Grow Ruck training event. To ruck means wear, wear a backpack with a bunch of weight and you walk around. Now, in the Grow Ruck training events, there's more involved. I'll let Chili tell you about that. But basically, you're not just walking. You're doing burpees. You're doing push-ups. You're doing all kinds of stuff, squats. You're taking your pack off and doing, you know, presses with it, and you're, they're getting you wet. And uh, anyway, uh, that's in yeah. and, and it's a. I don't know how far you went, but it's basically an overnight ruck, and they. It's more for leadership training. So anyway, I, I've I've kind of laid the groundwork there. So go ahead, Chili Pepper, tell us about it. So it's usually like a you know three day event. So Friday there's a welcome party, which is just a social event. You get to meet everybody. Um, you know, we had. Luckily, I, I, I was smart enough to delegate the heck out of it. So mm-hmm. I had a queue just for that welcome party. I had a queue for the uh, queen, the king builder in the morning on Saturday, which is just a regular F3 workout with as many guys as we can. And usually the, the trainers for the uh, um, educational part or the training event, um, you know, lead that. And so we had, I know we had several FNGs and it was, it was great. And after that, we went to another location where I had another queue for that for the actual uh, uh, training event um, where we actually go over Q-Source and um, a lot of discussion, a lot of learning. And then we took a break. Uh, you know, a few of us, of us went to have lunch. And then about uh, 6, a little bit before 6, we met at the Stardex. So wherever, when, wherever we were starting the actual rock event. Um, and then um, we had a little P-test. Well, not a little P test, but we had a P test. 
And um, I know at that point, I think we had to do two miles in 18.30, 18 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And I, I did it in 18, like 18.50 or something like that. Uh-huh. But again, I don't run that much. Um, but, and then after the, the little, uh, the PE test, uh, we broke up and uh, we did uh, some exercises for about, I don't know how long it was, but a lot of crawling around emptying your rocks, uh, taking your rocks over, you know, the cadres inspected everything, uh, kind of put us through the ringer a little bit. Um, we broke up into uh, platoons, so it was the red and the blue, um, and then to our, well, I knew about it already because I helped pick them up, but uh, we, we were gifted uh, two telephone poles mm-hmm. uh, that we had to carry, and um, those were like the actual, like the bottom piece of a telephone pole. And you can only get about eight guys under it. Um, so we had to carry that, two of those, um, all the way to the uh, coast, which I think is about two miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, and so on and so forth. And we ended up taking those all the way to the beach and getting wet. Sandbags were in, also incorporated. Um, the biggest event I or part of it is the Ringling Bridge um, on the way, well, we had to take the poles down. I was going to ask about we, this. We had, there was two teams, so we actually at one point switched the telephone poles, and we dropped them off at a church near the beach and said, okay, well, cool, we don't have to carry these anymore. But then they took us down to the beach. We got wet, did some exercises. Uh, we're given uh, sandbags that we had to fill, about 50 pounds. Uh, I think we had pretty much everybody had to carry a sandbag. And then we came back, picked up the telephone poles again. So each team had one pole. And then we had to go back to the um, uh, uh, midpoint. Um, I don't know if, if there's a statue about, of a sailor kissing the oh, yeah. nurse. Yeah. So it was around there where we actually did our sunrise service. But during that time, it was pretty much whoever got there first got a reward. Mm-hmm. And I remember the last mile, I mean, the guys were carrying a pole and the rest of us were carrying sandbags. And it was a just full out run Mm -hmm. and there's videos of it. It was just, it was impressive, crazy. And I know towards the end, the other team dropped their pole and it fell on uh, Fiab's leg, Mm -hmm. um, which was not good. But so we all stopped and we were, you know, checking him out. And then he said, go. So (laughs) we took off again, but it was, it was crazy. I mean, there's there's some videos out there. It was that was part of the hardest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Was um, it was it your grow ruck yeah. that the guys got creative with the bridge and the railing or something like that? Yeah, we, we they tried to roll the log. Oh, that's over okay. The, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I remember <laughs> I remember seeing something about it. And I thought that was you guys. And 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 Dred said no. That's not how we're doing it. <laughs> but it was it was it was very challenging. But I would definitely do it again. Um, only thing I regret is that since I was in charge, I was kind of, you know, I hadn't slept much and I was, you know, trying to coordinate everything. And, um, so I didn't really relax till the actual event and I was kind of, you know, in it, but, um, I, I have yet to do another, uh, GTE, uh, kind of as a participant more than, yeah. uh, coordinating everything. But, and the, one other thing that came out of it is that like a week and a half before the actual event, they told me that we needed a support queue and I'm like, what's that? <laughs> So uh, kudos to uh, Stagecoach. He stepped up and created a team, and in and, and weeks' time, they had water and transport, you know, way yeah. to transport and right. 
we had uh, a few guys that volunteered that have medical expertise and um, so it, it was a little bit crazy, but it, it all turned out great. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. So, um, and then you, you sort of helped the guys out. And Gold, Gold Rush is in California, and he's in yeah. Florida, Florida. So just yeah. get an understanding of yeah. what was going on there. All right. Yeah, so, I just kind of kind of share what I learned and what I didn't know. And yeah. Um, but no, they did a great job. I mean, they just picked it up and went and and took care of it. Yeah, they're on fire out there. But, Kudos, right. kudos to them. So I know sure. you served as a weasel shaker in the Suncoast, but I want to talk to you about your current role now as an international expansion queue. So tell me, sure. how did you get involved with that role? Well, I was um, uh, Bluefin in uh, Spain. I think he posted on the nation Slack at some point, and we started talking. I was just kind of encouraging him, and I mentioned it to Bing because he, he had moved down there because of work, and he wanted to start. F3, and so we kind of went back and forth a lot, and uh, he had had some stuff going on, you know, starting it up, and I mentioned it to Bing, and then Bing, um, at that point, I was still, uh, you know, officially part of the uh, Groruk um, nation, nation team, um, and at, at that point, uh, Bing tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, do you want to take care of international? Um, well, at that point, it was in the international sector, um, and I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'll go for it. So um, then, so I, I started reporting, well, reporting, working with with the uh, uh, national sectors, um, and you know, meetings with GMO, which is, I mean, he's awesome and just cute. T-Claps, Joel, the inter, the sector guys. Um, so we started um, working on that, um, and then I was asked to kind of, since I was actually doing. Uh, um, I was taking care of existing sites, but also incorporating the new, new guy, you know, new sites. Um, so I kind of moved over to the international expect, expansion queue role, but I still do a lot. Of, I do the follow up with all the regions. Uh, so right now we have about sixteen international regions, mm-hmm. including uh, um, fitness for blokes and solid men in Australia, mm-hmm. which. I mean, we have a relationship. They're not officially F3, but uh, we share a lot of the stuff. They do um, wild packs, uh, iron packs, and um, some other stuff with us. They're doing the uh, Make America Burpee Again Challenge, which internationally we call it the uh, Centurion Challenge because, uh-huh. you know, I don't think the guys in England are going to want to make America Burpee Again there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we have about 19 potential leads in the pipeline. That's amazing. Um, wow. So, so again, and then just to, you know, shout out to, to the guys, the packs that are listening. Uh, one of the biggest, the hardest thing I have, or the hardest things that I confront is just uh, being able to share um, kind of for a guy that's never done F3 is, is to share that, you know, that brotherhood that, uh, you know, how actually to queue because, you know, Zoom works great, but it's not the same. Uh, so anytime anybody's traveling overseas, you know, uh, look me up, let me know, because there might be a guy that's interested but doesn't really want to kick it off by himself. Right. Um, and, like, right now we have about four leads. We have some activity in, in Canada, but obviously it's freaking cold. But uh, other than that, um, you know, some of the guys just don't want to start off by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it does get intimidated, especially if you've never done uh, F3 before. So Yeah. Um, well, that's great. So 16 regions internationally, that doesn't include Australia, which is fitness for blokes and solid men. So what, yeah. 
Um, what, uh, what, what, if you're off the top of your head, what countries have F3 in them right now? Um, let me, uh, I got my list. Um, so right now we have, uh, Vigo Spain, which is, he's, he, he has some health issues and not a lot of packs. So there's some work to be done there. Uh, Switzerland, uh, Germany, we have several sites. Uh, we have Ottawa, uh, Canada, Manchester, UK. Thailand, Hong Kong, uh, Bali, Indonesia, uh, Dortmund, Germany, uh, Kabbalah, Uganda, uh, Karen in Kenya, uh, Kenita, Morocco, Nairobi in Kenya. And obviously there's, they're actually like an hour and a half separated, but just traffic and everything. It's they, so we actually made uh, two regions per se. Uh, Nairobi, Seoul, uh, Guam uh, and now the UK, which is they're really taking off, and they're going to be hosting the GT in uh, October of next year. Wow! Um, Who's that? Who's that? Uh, so that'll be the first international the, GT. That's right, the UK. UK. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so, trying to convince my M to let me go. Um, huh. We'll see how that goes. There, you want to? So. You want to do one? I can't. I can't. I know you can't right now with your back. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I know. Strangely enough, you know, I had some back issues um, at one point. But three years ago, I had uh, I couldn't walk, um, so I you know I obviously took some time off and started working up again. But actually, rucking has helped a lot with my back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's because you you really engage your core, and that kind of helps. But depending on your back issues, I mean, right. if you have disc issues and things like that, it might not. Yeah, well, I thought I I read the comfort crisis, and I read in there like seventy percent of people that had back pain they start rucking and they got better or something like that. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll give it a yeah. shot. And I started rucking at the end of April through May. I was also doing the May challenge, but that made my back much worse. So, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no it loads depends on, on, you know, what, what your ailments are. But, right. Yep. Um, at least that's been my experience. Um, but, but just to give you a, like kind of an overview of, of who's in the pipeline. Uh, so we have Barcelona, Spain, Berlin, Germany, uh, uh, Birmingham, UK, which I, I think that's just turned up. Uh, Cambridge, uh, Canada, Cape Town, South Africa, Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie in Alberta, Canada, Hawkinsville in Ontario, Canada, Madrid, Spain, um, Maritime City, Indonesia, uh, Montreal, Canada, uh, Nab- I can't say this, this German, Nabern Haddon, Germany, Prince Al- Albert in Saskatchewan, uh, Canada, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, um, St. Gallen, Switzerland, which is like northern part of Switzerland. Uh, so it's, it's like four hours from the current uh, region. Uh, Sudbury, Ontario. Um, and I have some other UK startups in Victoria, Canada. So I mean, several in, in Winnipeg also. So they're, you know, I have, I have several in Canada, but they're, yeah. you know, obviously they're distant. So they, they're, we consider them either separate AOs or different regions. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by uh, Saudi Arabia and, you know, places like yeah. Indonesia and Hong Kong and, you know, obviously countries that um, probably would not like to see the American flag flying around, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, but, and, then, you know, F3 is not. Right, I know. You know American per se. Um, same thing, like we're not tied to a specific religious or- organization. I always tell the guys, you know, we just believe in something bigger than ourselves. Yeah, we want to we want to serve outside of ourselves, um, and that that's F three. So, in these other countries, do they do they do a shovel flag? 
Well, like you know, like in um, they well they they have flags. I know in in the UK they do for sure, but in like in Uganda or actually in Kenya they have flags, but they can't afford to buy shovels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just have flags. Um, but again, you know that that's would be awesome to do. I do suggest it, but it's not one of the five core principles. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I was just curious. Um, and do they, do they do like an F3 flag or do they do the flag of their home country? Well, we've shipped, we've sent F3 flags. I know, um, uh, T-Claps to, uh, Carmen San Diego, um, and also to breach and Truro that actually went to Kenya and Uganda. And so they took, you know, we did early on, we did shirt, shirt orders. So like a one-to-one yep. campaign. So we, if one of the guys here in the States bought a shirt, Mm-hmm. They'd gift a shirt. Yep. So I think we like to each, each of those locations, we sent like a hundred, 150 shirts. And so these guys took them over. They took some Q source, some, um, some other F3, uh, uh, gear and, uh, a few flags, uh, so they could have, cause, um, you know, based on their socioeconomic situation, I mean, no way. Um, I, I know the guys didn't want to wear the shirts cause there's nice shirts they've seen. So, right. um, just to give you a, a an idea. Um, so really I appreciate, and again, you know, again, you know, my, my request to the nation is if, if you're traveling anywhere, there might be a guy there that, you know, there might not be a, you know, set AO, but there might be a guy that's interested mm-hmm. and wants to be, you know, do something like F3, but they've never done F3 before. And so just one visit, you know, maybe a few beat downs of just talking about it would really help them out. Yeah, I was going to ask you how can uh, how can people in the nation, people listen to this podcast, how can they help? I mean, you've already answered that to some degree there, but yeah, I, I'm and the reason I asked that is because it was I don't know, man, probably a month and a half ago, something like that, on Facebook on the F three Nation, I think it was on the F three Nation Facebook channel, a guy from Kenya posted a video of himself. He was in his house, yeah, and, yeah, and he uh, he had done the workout in his house and he was still sweaty and out of breath, and he said he couldn't afford the the trip to the AO. And at the end he said, I got to go find food because my family didn't have food last night. And I'm just like, yeah. man, how can we help these F3 brothers out? And, that, and that's a challenge because we've never done this before. Um, uh, all, all the guys in Africa have nonprofits um, or starting up nonprofits. Um, and if you're interested, just reach out. Um, one of the, um, you know, true, Breach and Truro have a, a nonprofit here in the States that's called Design for Hope. Um, so I'll, I'll put a, a plug in for them and they actually do their nonprofit. That organization does more like tech projects in, in third world countries. So they'll take like solar power or help with watering systems. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do training for pastors. Um, but that might be a, a conduit. I know I've been talking to them about Cuba cause they have a presence in Cuba. Um, and um, so, you know, if you feel led to do something, uh, you know, reach out. I'd be happy to help in any way I can. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of you know different options. Or I'm, I'm sure I'd, there's probably guys out there that would have better ideas than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, some of the guys. I, I can't remember his name. I just I talked to him last week, like a few weeks ago. But the guys that actually sent tennis shoes and gear over to uh, uh, Kenya mm-hmm. um, to help out. Right, actually, it was um, Uganda. No, it was Kenya. Um, that was awesome. And, you know, they, they, they asked, you know, what else can we do? You know, it's, we are free to lead. So if you feel, you know, led to do something, 
go for it. I'm more than happy to help in any way I can. Yeah. Tell, um, tell people coordinate or, or, you know, pull contacts. Right. Um, and, and I know breach they're they're actually, they have a project or a, uh, fundraiser that they're going to, uh, hike Kilimanjaro. So if Ooh, any yeah. packs want to go to off Africa and hike Kilimanjaro, um, let me know and I'll put you in contact with Reach or Truro. Uh, the website's uh, designsforhope.org. There's actually a, a link there for uh, their their event, uh, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, somebody's got to plan an F3 shovel flag on top of Kilimanjaro yeah, and get a picture. Yeah. Somebody's got to do that. And do a burpee. Yeah, do a burpee. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hey, um, tell tell people. I know you people get a hold of you on the Nation Slack channel. You can reach out, DM, you know, Chili Pepper. But do you have uh, oh, you know, a website or any other any any other way people could contact you? I have. I think I have all the possible apps. Uh, obviously, I'm on Facebook. If you look up Andrew J. Moore um, on WhatsApp, um, I can put my number on there. It's seven seven zero three two nine. 1082. That's my cell. You can text that or you can WhatsApp me there. Um, LinkedIn, I'm uh, Chili Moore. Uh, so search me there. Um, on Twitter, I'm Moore Chili, like the country, Moore. So it's M O O R E C H I L E M O O R E. Um, Instagram, I'm Chili Moore. And on uh, Discord, well, it's a weird num- name, so don't really have a link for that. But, but again, I'm on Slack. Um, or you can email me at chilymore at hotmail.com. Uh, so I'm, I'm always available to, uh, uh, help out or, you know, if you guys are traveling, I'm always monitoring the downrange Slack channel, um, as, as are all the, uh, the sector queues, um, mm-hmm. just to see who's moving around, who's going where. Right. Again, even in the U S there might be guys starting up a region or a AO that haven't done F3 before and they don't really have any other regions that are really proximate. Um, so, you know, if it, it's, it's, it makes a huge difference just to, you know, post once, do a workout talk. And um, so, you know, I, I, I was uh, in, in Boston and I, I actually was, had the opportunity and the privilege to lead the first workout and talk to those guys. And they're on, I mean, they're on fire. So it's, it's cool. awesome to see yeah. how, how somebody can just, you know, by their presence and a little bit of help and some encouragement, you know, um, and, and, you know, goes a long way. Sure. Uh, I noticed when you went through that list of countries uh, where we have regions and potential regions, unless I missed it, I didn't hear anything in South America. Yeah. And that's kind of my challenge for this year. I did at one point have a lead in, um, let's see, where was it? That was in Brazil. And that kind of dried up. Um, New Zealand, I've also had a lead that kind of dried up. Um, Puerto Vallarta, Costa Rica. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I, I kind of put them on my cold pile because, you know, I, I haven't heard back from them in yeah. six or, you know, 12 months. Um, but I'm trying, I'm hopefully traveling to Chile next December. Um and so I'm going to try to contact a few guys that I know there that might want to do this. And while I'm there, you know, try to help out and get something going. But yeah, um, it's, it's been a challenge. Uh, you think it'd be in my backyard, but um, it, it, it does take it. You know, if, and, or again, if some guys are traveling down, if, if, or even if there isn't anybody that I have, they might uh, emotionally headlock some guy and talk and get me in contact. And um, I can, you know, take it from there. 
Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I, I I'm sure it will happen eventually. We um, I think Spielberg. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've had people download our podcast from somewhere in South America, maybe a few places. So if you're out there and you're listening, and, yeah, and, uh, you're you know, touch. wherever you're from. You know, we've heard people listen to us from Thailand and all you know India and all places, but not, not that we're huge. But there's little red dots on the map show up. But anyway. Um, if you're if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're interested and you want to get started, man, now you know who to contact. Contact yeah, con, contact Chili Pepper, or you know, can contact our podcast and we'll get you in touch with the right guys. Yep. Either way, but yep. don't you know you're as F three says you're freed to lead, so don't hesitate. Amen. Step up and do it, man. And uh, so if you're listening out there, this is a, a great opportunity for you. Just and I always, I always tell the guys I always like to do a one on one at least to kick off. Yeah, um, but. Don't overcomplicate it. Just find a place, set a date. Right. Ask your friends to come out. You know, at the most, you'll set up maybe a Facebook page or whatever's best, and just keep going. Just get going. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll we'll help you out along the way and start. You know, thinking of you know SLT and and Q source and right. and you know getting a logo set up and doing some more formal stuff. But uh, don't don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. This is simple, and that's why it's so genius. So, yeah. you know, man, all you got to do is show up and work out. You know, you could wear whatever you want. You know, it's a workout, so you should probably try and it. And, jump, and it doesn't have to be a, a uh, you know, it can be soccer, it can be swimming, it can be right. whatever, you know, just running. Uh, so there's no set, you know, it doesn't have to be a boot camp. Yeah, it just has to be free outside, and it has to end in a circle of trust. Yeah. And we got to rotate, rotate guys who lead the workout. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's cool, man. Well, I really appreciate it. I got, I got to ask you one thing. Maybe this was a typo, but I saw in your bio it said insane bad clown cue. Was that supposed to be sad clown? Oh. No, it's – it. well, we have a, a cue site here in, uh, in by at the UTC Mall that we called it – we named it Bad Clown, kind of going off of the right. sad clown, whole yeah. circus thing and, right. and, and sad clown. But it, that's the workout I do before the workout, so I call it insane – Bad clown because you gotta be kind of insane to get up at three thirty in the morning to post at four thirty to do a well, heavy, heavy, heavy workout. The good news is at that time the traffic is so much better. Oh yeah, yeah, no traffic, <laughs> no. no worries there because there's a lot of traffic yeah. down there. <laughs> but it, it is a nice AO. There's a piece of astroturf turf that they did um, put in so we can I can drag my my sandbags around and um, uh-huh. kudos to Sir Wallace for Christmas he got the two hundred pound. Sandbag, oh so we were playing with that. <laughs> that's a challenge just to get it out of the car. But that's a whole yeah. lot of sandbag, yeah. That's a lot of sand. Yeah. yeah. You guys still using the tower at Gunderson Park? Well, that's near the tower. We got kicked out during oh, the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't so seen we much went, there. Went across the street to the mall, we got kicked out there. <laughs> so we ended up here at the at at across the street from the mall, uh, where they actually have this it's really nice. It's lit up and then you know they have Christmas time, that's full of lights. Yeah. Um, now they still have some lights up, and um, there's a lot of opportunities and a nice big astroturf area that we can we can do uh, stupid stuff on. So right, and there's no shortage shortage of options of restaurants and places to go for coffee and yeah. breakfast after. Oh no, and and yeah, there's actually a Maple Street down the street. They open up early at six for us to go have coffee. There you go. See. So tea clap, tea claps to them too. They're they're yeah. pretty awesome. Getting getting kicked out by security is that is that black miata yeah. is that right is that the I'm trying to remember the I'm not sure what for the, that uh, I'll have to look is, that one I'm up. sure there is one I remember seeing it I I couldn't draw the quite figure out the connection there as far as the reference but 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe you would know if that's it. Anyway, carry on. They should call it Spicoli. <laughs> Getting Spicoli. Getting Spicoli? Yeah. Why? No Spicoli. Yeah, no shirt, no shoes, no dice. <laughs> uh, that's a stretch. Sorry. I don't yeah. know. My mind went there. I, Spicoli. I'm not quite. Yeah. Next. Past times at Ridgemont High. I, 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 I know. I know. Okay. Okay. I know. It's your favorite movie. No, it's not my favorite movie. Yeah, come on. You love the swimsuit scene. <laughs> Phoebe Cates. <laughs> See? That was in the 80s, brother. There was always a gratuitous boob shot. That's not why it's a good movie, although it really helps. Well, it helped for a young man back then. I don't, I don't advise it. It's bad. Don't look at it. <laughs> All right. I got to get myself out of that. Well, Chili, I, got, I only got... Well, do you have any other questions for him, brother? No, I'm just trying to look up uh, what the term is that's used in the... Uh, it's going to bother you till you find it out. It is going to bug me. Anyway, right. keep going. All right, Spilly, you got any questions? No, Spilly says no. All right, well, then I'm going to hit you with our two. If you listen to the podcast, you probably know what these questions are. So the first one is, uh, who is somebody that you would say is an inspiration, hero, people, someone you look up to, you know, could be long dead in the past, fictional, whatever? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, obviously, my, my immediate answer would be Jesus because he's, yeah. he's uh, him of hymns, but... Um, I guess I, I'd have to say, you know, besides my M uh, on the, you know, cause she, she's awesome. I can't, can't say more about her. Um, but I guess my, my father, like I mentioned, um, he, I mean, he's obviously my, both my parents gave their side, their whole lives to service. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I got that. And I get my stubbornness and my drive, I guess, from his example, cause you know, at 89, he's still, pushing it and, you know, lifting weights and playing tennis and, mm-hmm. you know, race walking and doing all these crazy things that he probably shouldn't be doing, but he does them anyway. So that's kind of, um, and, um, he's always been a leader in the church. Um, always, you know, kind of, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to say it, but in com- becoming like my dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, lead, lead, uh, he's led youth and, uh, married and couples and all that stuff too. So, uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely an example. You know, I, I remember even early on when I was like seven, he'd take me to the gym and they had some kind of, uh, it wasn't just men, but a workout group and he'd take me with him and I'd do exercise with him. And, mm-hmm. um, so d- definitely good, good, uh, memories and, you know, fishing, especially in Chile, we'd, as a family, we'd go to really remote lakes. Um, wouldn't pr- pretty much not see anybody for two weeks and, you know, go fishing and, just really, really great experiences. So I can't, can't say uh, enough um, about my dad. So yeah. definitely, t- you know, kudos to him for all he did and continues to do. That's great. Yeah, great yeah. role model. Great role model. Yeah, servant, yeah. Uh, man of the word, servant, following the Lord, yep. living third, yep. right? Yeah, that's great. Yep. All right, well, last question, my man. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? Wow, I don't have think we have enough time, but um, <laughs> I guess you know, for me, and let's just have maybe a few few things. Um, you know, love your M, uh, follow that concentrica. Which, as of late, as I've been focusing on, you know, you know, I, we only have so many quivers, mm-hmm. and, and so many arrows in our quiver. Um, so you know, focus on your concentrica, and you know, M first. You know, God M. A 2.0s, right. uh, your shield, ro- shield lock, and, and you know, mammon's way down. Um, and you know, we, we tend a lot to want to hide in our mammon to avoid things, but uh, just you know, you know uh, shoot, you, know, you do all you can with your M because uh, that's probably the relationship that is most rewarding and most lasting. 
Um, and, you know, challenge yourself physically, mentally. Um, you know, we always talk about, and with my shield lock, uh, another one is, is get into shield lock. Um, great group of guys, really push each other, um, set goals for yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, the A square is always recommended, or A block. Um, but, you know, just, I, you know, just keep pushing yourself and, um, um, you know, try to, again, accelerate in all three Fs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, man. All right. That's uh, that's that's a lot, and it's all good, you know. Prioritize, follow God first. Put yeah. your your M's in the middle. That's yeah. why it's an M. And I've I've let, you know last few times I've I had situations come up where the concentric I just came into mind and said, oh yeah, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my two and not do this work thing. Yeah, because it can it can wait, um, and that and it makes makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I think long run. That's great. Now I'm I know I always come up with more questions after I say the last two. How has F3 helped you uh, in that regard, in your faith and in your leadership? I mean, we're supposed to be developing leaders. That's the mission. How has it helped yeah. you with that? Well, I'm, I'm an introvert, so, you know, doing stuff like this or, you know, like we, I, I'm, uh, I started an AO up in a Parish. Um, it's been a year, actually a year to, well, in four more days it's been a, been a year. Um, and so this month I stole the idea from uh, F3 Spring Hill. Um, but they do, uh, I'm calling it bring F3 to you. So we're actually, we meet at the AO and then we go out to the community to different locations. There's one location every Saturday during uh, January and the first two weeks of February. And so like this past weekend, we worked out at um, this neighborhood and, you know, I was, you know, I EH'd five or six guys. Um, and so just trying to get more guys in the community to participate. Um, so I would probably never have done something like this, mm-hmm. uh, before, even, even though like when, before moving down to Florida, I was, I lived up in Georgia and we did, um, um, a two year commitment, Bible study group of guys who were 13, uh, Joshua's men. So T claps to all those guys and I still stay in contact, but that, that was just, um, that was awesome. It was a great experience. It was all spiritual based pretty intense. Um, but, and but when I came here, I was trying to looking, looking for the same thing. Uh, but F3 was just that and much more, mm-hmm. uh, just the fact that you're working out, which I love to work out. Uh, but you know, pushing each other and I push myself more when I have, uh, uh, packs next to me and I'm trying to push him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, why we do these crazy challenges or murder bunnies or mm-hmm. I know gobbler set that challenge out. I think it was two years ago where you did bear crawl like two miles. Uh, I actually did that with Sir Wallace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if anybody else finished that, but that really sucked. I think think he admitted on our podcast when we had him on that that was a really bad idea. He did. He's not going to repeat that. (laughs) Yeah, That was a terrible idea, but we we did do it. Um, And just, I would have never done something like that prior. So definitely pushing the limits. Um, hopefully don't kill myself in the process, but right. you know, I, I would have never have dreamt that I would be talking to guys all over the world mm-hmm. and trying to get them to accelerate and, and, you know, take on those five core principles and, you know, try to invigorate male community leadership, um, in these small work art groups all yeah. over the world. So yeah. definitely, definitely pretty cool. Yeah. It's a really common theme. Every time we ask guys, this, it's basically confidence, right? You're growing in yeah. your confidence. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Like we that. see it. Yeah, and, and, and it just starts, you know, leading cadence, right. leading a workout, 
taking on roles in your uh, in your local community in NF3, you know, you know, side cues or weasel shakers or nantans, mm-hmm. and then growing from there. And um, you know, I'm never going to leave. I mean, F3 for me is probably for life. Um, and you know, who knows what's going to come next? Right. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff. Uh, listen. Lastly, um, we uh, and I know we talked via text and being kind of got us connected as far as that's concerned of we we would definitely like to get some guests on that are from other countries yeah so and i know you sent me a list um i'm gonna probably have to come back to you at some point and communicate to say how the heck do i call people in like you know uganda <laughs> or something like that well, but, i yeah yeah or i gave you emails but whatsapp usually yeah. works pretty well too but i can definitely help out i think there's there's some really good hymns some great stories yeah um and i'm sure they would love to talk to you yeah, that's coming um, and, and, and get word out and, and, you know, they might have great ideas to ways that we can help. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, man. I got your list and we're going to, we're going to start chipping, chipping away at it as the year goes on. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, God well, bless you, you guys. All, all your efforts. Really appreciate, yeah, appreciate what you guys man. do and get word out and yeah. take the time out of your lives to uh, propagate, you know, F3 and, and what hymns actually are and, all those examples are it's it's great yeah thanks so i i am truly honored to be on well we're honored to have you well, and we uh, to have you as usual you know our guests kind of humble us in the kind of things that they do and uh you know that sort of stuff so that's why they're hymns that's right because we just spoke to a high impact man we did all right god bless you brother right. take care bro all right guys take care peace Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.